Hey guys, welcome to the Leadership to Wealth podcast. I am your host, Neil D'Souza, and uh, we've got a great episode lined up for you. We've got a great year lined up for you, but we got a great episode lined up for you here as we get into talking about, uh, we recap 2022, uh, some of the guests that we've had on, some of the things that we learned uh, from from the guests that we had on in 2022 and we get into uh 2023 specifically with some uh predictions we talk about some of the losers from 2022 and perhaps some of the losers that we're going to see in 2023 and uh and of course some of the winners so guys it is going to be a great episode you're going to get to hear more of yours truly this year so i want to get you lined up for that but um for this episode my, I talk with my producer, Wyatt Hammond of CastFlex, and we get into all of these different items. So listen up. All right. Uh, okay, so here's, for here's, me. Here's, uh, let, let's, I want to, I want to close off last year. Okay. So the biggest, the biggest thing I got from last year is having people on that were entrepreneurs and that were successful business owners that repeated that we heard over and over and over again is you have to have a team around you a, a, a team of people that you like you trust um and 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 everything is about the people around you right and if if you're trying to do things alone you're not going to be successful if you're trying to hire uh it, it you know just how important the people around you are we haven't heard any had anybody come on and say i've been completely successful alone just, uh, it, and and you know that matches with the name perfectly it's like you have to be a good leader to get to the people around you, which builds you to wealth. Every so that's been a consistent theme that people have come on and said. You, you know, I I would uh, I would definitely agree with you. There's without a doubt, you, you know, when it comes to when it comes to making money, you, you know, first of all, I, I don't I don't really even believe that that money is a thing. It, it's not real. It's really an idea at the end of the day. I mean cash anyways, is really an idea. And so, and the idea is only there because of value, right? Because that's really what happens. You you provide some sort of value and you get some sort of return. So when you're talking about that, the, the idea of building a team only makes sense because you're going to get, you're going to be able to produce more value as a team than you will as an individual, which is why as a person, you know, if you're working a job by yourself, you're always going to be limited in the amount of value you can bring unless you get into different stages where you're, you know, providing value. Uh, you've, you're over top of a team, you're over top of a unit, you're over top of a division. And and it's the same. You have to build a team because it multiplies the effect because money flows to the value. And the one mistake I, I think people make in that regards is that they think it's all about uh, their value, but it's really at the end of the day, the value that other people perceive, what, what value do they need? So when you look at it that way, building a team, you're, you're never going to be, I'm never going to be what everybody needs. And there's going to be different pieces that at the end of the day, you're going to have a different piece uh, you know, someone over here, uh, Henry, my lawyer is going to have another piece. D different people are going to have different skill sets and you want to bring them together. And so at the end of the day, everybody, everybody realizes you have to build a team because they will short uh, shortcut your 
your ladder to towards building wealth. Yeah. And and the biggest thing about that is like when everybody starts a business or you try or you're trying to start to build a team, it takes a lot of time to even figure out what you're good at and what you're not and what what roles you can fill and what roles you want to fill and what roles you need other people to like it takes a long time absolutely doing things over and over and being like oh i don't like i don't i don't enjoy that that's not a good use of my time i need to find somebody else and doing that with every role in the business until you figure out what roles you're actually good at and what's the best use of your time and that takes a lot of trial and error yeah one of the things you you start to learn along the way most of us especially uh, guys when we're younger you know there's a lot of testosterone a lot of proving it we're always trying to prove ourselves you know for the guys that are watching listening you, you know what i'm talking about we're always trying to prove ourselves and the and so you try to take on everything to some degree and and so you realize somewhere along the way that you're not the best at certain items. You're you're not the best at this. You're not the best at that. And now, hey, look, there are lots of ways that you can keep going that way. But you find that if you can put your ego aside, if you can put trying to be the guy that does everything, now all of a sudden you can start to highlight other people that are specialized in those areas that are, that have worked to become experts in those areas and all of a sudden you find the quality of your overall work going up and so you know i think that's a big thing especially for guys i'm not going to speak so much for women but for guys once you can start to put the ego aside you really want to bring the other people along and um and be able to highlight them because at the end of the day the overall product uh becomes something of greater value yeah, and, and and everybody knows full well that nobody is good at everything, right? Like, there's nobody that you'd speak to that they're like, yes, I am amazing at, uh, I, I, I'm, an, I'm an ass car driver, I'm in the NBA, I'm in the NFL, uh, you know, I own a business, and they're just amazing at everything all the time. It's like, people know that they have their strengths and their weaknesses, but when it comes to running a business and you're doing 20 different things at once, it it, it takes a lot of trust to hand that off to somebody else, and 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 with that comes lessening your ego right and knowing oh i'm not amazing at everything there is other people out there that if i pay them to do this they'll do a way better job than i will and uh and that even even that idea takes just uh takes some time to re- to do to think i'm going to be good at doing this do it and then it's awful and then you realize oh okay well that was obviously not 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 the reality so what else am i awful at that i need to hire for <laughs> and uh why if i could tell you you know one of the things that I've realized over time, you know, I was always, for me, I was always trying to be the best and do the best I could. And, and I wanted to do everything really. And as I mentioned, it was about ego trying to be the best at all of these things. If I had realized sooner that I need to pull together a powerful team, here's the real key. A lot of people think that it, well, then money goes to the, I've got to pay this person, got to pay this person. If I learn how to do it, then I can bring in all the money. But what you miss in that is that each of those people that you bring together, they have a set of expertise. They have a set of experience that you get to leverage. And there is no way that I get to where I'm at. You know, there were, Last month, you know, we we had a really good month, and um, you, 
you know, without without going into the numbers, maybe we'll talk about that later, but without going into the numbers, I had a really good month. And I can tell you, there was no physical way for me to make that amount of money by myself. That And there was no amount of, there was no way that I was going to make that amount of money by um, building all of that knowledge myself. That knowledge came through having the team around me, whether whether it was lawyers, whether it was appraisers, whether it was other industry professionals, you know, being able to bring that in. And here's here's a funny thing that people don't realize is it's not always it's not always the knowledge that allows you to move up the ladder. Sometimes it's just being able to tell stories and and, uh, you know, what do they say? The, um, you know, information, I don't know, something tells and then but story sells. You know, there is a reality in understanding that it's about telling stories. And so one of the things when you build a team, guys, if you're when you're doing that, when you build a team, you want to get the stories from people because you get to pass those on. Then people don't care if they're your stories or somebody else's stories. At the end of the day, they want to know that you understand the place that they're in. And so. Now, once they understand that, they are willing to do business with you. They're willing to, to go, okay, this guy, maybe he doesn't even have the answer himself. Because I'll tell people, look, that's not my, that's not my area. That's why we have the legal team. You know, uh, when we talk about the podcast, people ask me certain questions. And I'll say, you need to talk to Wyatt, my producer. I'm, you know, I'm not going to answer that question. Go talk to him. He'll be able to tell you that. And so... Uh, the the team is all about shortcutting your road to success, and it's really what we try to do on the podcast, right? Is is get different different people in to be able to share their secrets of how they've shortcutted their success. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. And pe- people that have made a ton of money in a certain amount of time, and how you can make that same amount in a, in a shorter amount of time, right? And every single one of them says, "I've done it with a team," right? Uh, Absolutely. Not, not a single one has said, I, I come on, I, I started I started the business alone and had massive, massive success alone. Uh, it just doesn't happen that way. Even just for the sake of, of time, it's impossible because if you, you know, if you only have, say you can only work 12 or 14 hours in a day as a human being, as, as the most fanatic worker, in the, you can only work so many hours in a day. And most people, maybe five to eight hours a day, they're actually working. So if, if, if you're working... 10 hours a day and you can hire somebody that puts in another eight or 10 hours a day. Now you have 20 hours a day of work that that's only that only 10 of it is yours, right? Like, so you're just doubling the amount of time that's put into things by, by hiring more people. And and like, that's as basic as you can make it for what's the use of bringing on a good team is that's the first thing is how much time you're saving. Uh, And, and then, and then the next thing is, the the expertise that that they bring on and how much better they can they can make your business but yeah you're you're, yeah. you're totally right like I can only imagine how much how much time those lawyers saved you right like for if, if you're trying to like if you don't you're like okay this is worth me paying these guys to not have to go look up online the answers to these things the risk of getting it wrong uh, have to go through reading through books and talking to other lawyers and just being stingy yeah. instead it's uh, okay this is absolutely worth me putting in, investment into and having a professional on board. Otherwise it, everything's unknown. Yeah, absolutely. I, you, you know, one of the things about that, like, are you going to go get a, you're going to go become a lawyer so that you don't have to, 
parcel out that stuff you can do the work yourself are you going to go become an appraiser so that you don't have to get appraisals done you you don't have to pay them you know what i'm saying if you if you build that team around you interestingly they're gonna they're gonna give you business as well and sometimes it doesn't always happen right away uh sometimes it comes along the way and and you have to find the people that are willing to invest in you as well and that may take some work and what a lot of people don't want to deal with that rejection of talking to someone and and maybe you're you're new into real estate or something like that and and you don't really want to go talk to a lawyer cuz you're intimidated by them and and when you talk to a lawyer and then they they make you feel like you're not worth their time it just means that that was the wrong lawyer move on to the next one you know um i i've always got a funny story that my uh my main lawyer, you know, the first time we met, he thought I was, um, he was, at, <laughs> he actually thought that I was coming to uh, hurt him or give him a piece of my mind because we had an interaction where I lost a client because of him. And, uh, but instead, I was actually happy because what I found out was what he was providing to that client that I lost was of better value. And so, I actually wanted to make an allegiance. So this guy was actually prepared um, for an altercation with me. And he still, you know, sat down with me. And and you never know all of the context of every situation. But sometimes you can get a really good story out of it. And uh, you can build a really good uh, connection with people. And see, so you just have to move on to the next. And if you're not prepared to do that, there are reasons that, some people get to where they get to. And if you're fine with not doing the work, then, you know, that that's okay too. That's your choice. Right. So, and, and I think we, if we look back at 2022, especially with some of the guests that we had on, they, they've all pointed to these things. There are certain items that you, there are things that you have to do. There's things that you have to commit yourself to and, um, you know, or you won't be ready for the next opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, so uh, Neil, I think it's important for our listeners to know who their who their host is, other than just just the host of the Leadership Twelve Podcast. What what uh, other levels of success you have going on in your life, rather than just what they what they see once a week when they're listening to you. So, uh, you you said you had an amazing month last year. You set some goals, and you uh, met those goals. And those, I think that's important for our listeners listeners to know what what gives you the authority to tell them um, how to lead lead yourself and others to wealth. So uh, were you willing to go into uh, some of those, some of those numbers and, and uh, what kind of success you had in 2022? <laughs> so we can, we can know who we're listening to. Um, sure. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give some idea. Let me, let me just back up here first and, and say, you know, where I came from, you know, two bedroom apartment um, in, in Toronto and there were five of us living in this place you, you know growing up we we had to we put a bunch of bookshelves across the dining room area so that we could make a room for uh, for my sister so that she could have a space of her own that was the kind of situation that we we lived in and uh with roaches and all of that kind of stuff so there weren't any so, butlers bringing you breakfast or anything no butlers. I mean, interestingly, had we stayed in India, we probably would have been 
uh, richer to some degree, right? There, <laughs> maybe you might have had uh, a butler, but um, but he, you know, being here in Canada, we didn't have that, and and so growing up from that and growing up in a rough part of town, you know, came up not having a lot, and the mentorship that I got along the way was very limited, and so you know, I think at the time the highest job I could see was maybe being a police officer when I grew up. And, and so I just want to frame that because then as I came along, you know, come up, you get a job working for the federal government was great. And then I started, you know, when I started setting goals financially, I, I set a a number of goals, which was, I was like, okay, I want to have a hundred thousand dollar year, you know, and, and I'm going back to a time where once upon a time I, I made three dollars and 70 cents an hour so um you know so going from there to making a goal of making a hundred thousand a year was quite a quite a jump but i added along with that you know a hundred thousand dollar year a hundred thousand dollar month a hundred thousand dollar week a hundred thousand dollar day and the reason that i put some of these things out there was i understood that you have to have a certain level of knowledge and a certain level of um, you, you have to build your net work up to a certain point to even be able to, to get there, you know? So, and, and I, I wanted to set them in such a way that we could, that I could look at it and go, okay, I need to become this level of person to be able to do this on a regular basis. Um, so the hundred thousand dollar year, you know, I think there's uh, no offense to people that aren't there, but that that was one that was easier to hit, and and then but then it became how do I condense that into being able to make a hundred thousand dollar month? So I I just had that. Now I'm going to make a distinction. I've had a hundred thousand dollar month before, but I've had it in because when you're in real estate you can buy a property and immediately you have a hundred thousand dollar month just by acquiring the equity. But how do you, but how do you get people to pay you a hundred thousand dollars in a month? Right. And actually give you cash. So there's, there's two, there was, were two different goals, but so what gives me the authority? I've done it wrong so many times and not known how to do it or, or do it this way. And okay, I only made this amount. And I built that team up to the point where we were able to to bring in a hundred thousand dollar month on top of what we made for the year, and wow. and so now the next key is really being able to build that consistently. Now in in private lending on the private lending side, see that's a slightly different key because it goes with the ups and downs of the market, and so sometimes you'll have stronger months and other times not as strong. So there's there's a lot of different pivoting that we're looking to do there. One is going into new territory to be able to keep the deal flow consistent, to keep the uh, the opportunities healthy for the investors. Uh, even looking to uh, look go into the states. So I've got a, a trip coming up to uh, to go down to the states because we're looking to expand into the states again to be able to keep the consistency. Now the funny thing is, is I would never have thought of that before. Um, before now, because you have to have a different level of thinking. How do I 
consistently show up for people so that they're able to make that kind of bank, so to say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, so you set the goal many years ago to have a hundred thousand dollar a year, hundred thousand dollar a month, hundred thousand dollar a week and a hundred thousand dollar a day. And you've just this, this last at the end of 2022 hit, hit the hundred thousand dollar a month mark. That's correct. Yeah. Um, well, well, and so, so that, that's, that's a, that's a crazy number that that's a number that the majority of society could never imagine re reaching that, that level of, of monthly income, right. And, and being able to do that consistently. So, so props for that. And, uh, but I, I know you've, you've told me this, but you haven't shared this with our audience before. What kind of, uh, tenacity that took to get to that level and that it wasn't six years or, or seven years of, uh, just fun and games and building and, and everything was great. Uh, you had a lot of uh, sleepless nights that you, you thought, how am I going to pull this off? Uh, there, there's, there's so much against me. Uh, how am I, how am I going to come up against all this? And, and here you are now. So uh, from, from uh, you explained where you started as a, as a, as a teenager, but tell, tell us a little bit about like how much, tenacity that took to get to get to where you are to get to to get from a hundred thousand dollar a year to a month what did that actually require hmm. it's interesting it it took me to stop trying to make money for myself um if i can be honest uh what i realized that that came in without me trying to do that that's that's the funny part of it um there were a lot of you know when you talk about late nights and being sleepless uh there were a lot of times where i was making money for other people and i wasn't making uh much money and and what i took a lot of solace in what i was proud of was i was winning for my clients my investors you know the people around me the team they were winning huge i was not winning nearly as much as i was as everyone else and lo and behold it just started to roll in. And so, you know, when you ask a question like that, am I excited about it? Sure. It, it, it's great. I'm glad to have hit that. But what I'm really proud of in all of that is, is the fact of what I can stand on with the number of people that have made money, you know, that right. have tr put their trust in me. And, mm -hmm. and that, that far outweighs anything that comes in the door. It, it's, and I think anyone can tell you that when you when you have any level of success at the end of the day, what do you what am I going to spend my money on? I'm going to end up putting it into more properties. I'm going to do more of this kind of stuff. It's like there's only so much that you can do. I, you know, actually, this year we're looking to to have a group vacation, get it, you know, a bunch of the investors, clients, everyone come on down. We're going to go we're going to go uh, down south and have a great time. And that'll be a lot of fun because you're building experience and you're spending time with the people that you're building a relationship with. You're not just making the money, you're building a relationship with. That's going to be far outweigh all, all the rest of it. And so, um, you know, what did it, what did it take? It took getting the eyes off of me and how much I was going to make for myself. And it took getting my eyes on how was I going to make other people money and, and in creating that value for them, it 
it came in. Now, wait, I want to say one other thing. The one other thing is that people get this slightly wrong. They make sure everyone else gets paid, but they don't get paid themselves. You do have to understand the value that you are providing. When you understand that piece, then you do not ever have to feel ashamed about making money yourself. Right. So it sounds like from where from where you started and you you uh, started making more money than you ever had before, and then it got to the point where the money wasn't the fulfilling thing anymore because you already had the amount that you needed. So the fulfillment then came from uh, people making other people's lives better and building trust with your with your clients and and getting the fulfillment from that. And and once the fulfillment stopped coming from from the money and started coming from the relationships, that's when the money actually started coming in. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, not that there, look, there are lots of people that, that are out there and uh, making money, all sorts of money uh, on their own. They're the stars. Everybody loves them. And they're showing you the bling. They're showing you the nice cars, the nice clothes, all of that kind of stuff. Most of the time it's fake, but yeah. <laughs> most of the time it's fake but there are those people that you know they're like that but for the rest of us you want to you want to make money it you really it's going to be about building your team and the client is is the team is part of the team the investor is part of the team you, unless you're at a doing some sort of uh point of sale you know you're you're a sales guy that you sell something to them and you're probably never going to see them again Okay, that's one thing. Otherwise, it's all about building that relationship and the client, your investor, the your team, all of these people, these are long-term relationships. Guys, listen to me here. Invest in those people. Invest time to get to know them because on average, you're going to if you're smart, you're going to work with someone for 20 to 30 years if you build a solid relationship with them. Again, this may not count if you're if you're talking about, uh, you know, you're just selling something that someone's never going to need again in their life. Okay, great. You may not need that. But otherwise, you're going to be with somebody for 20, 30 years because they're going to keep coming back to you. And that's the same if we were talking about roofing, uh, you know, and shingles or windows or um, cars, all of these things, you have to build that network because, you know, the other side of it is that those people are going to refer other people to you. And so if you really invest, it, on average, it only takes about 20 people you build a solid team of 20 people, clients and um, and people on your team, and that will replicate itself. That this is part of this is part of mentorship. And one of the things that you mm -hmm. realize is that, oh man, I could have shortcut that. I could have done that quicker. It, it took me the time to learn about me, right? It took me the time to learn about, oh, who do I like? Who do I like working with? All of this kind of stuff. When you once you get that piece out of the way and you start caring about other people, those 20 people can show up very quickly. They can, they can show up very quickly when you get clear about who 
whose value you're trying to bring. If you're just trying to show your own value, that that's the thing that most of us do. If you're trying to identify the value that other people need and how to provide that, those people will will show up very quickly into your life if you allow them to. You, you know, I don't people talk about manifesting and, you know, this is what I'm, uh, you know, this is what I'm trying to manifest into my life. Sometimes it's just about what you clear out of that space to allow those people in. And usually what you need to clear out is yourself. There you go. So we've shared with, uh, shared with listeners why, uh, they should be, why they should be listening to you. And, um, okay. So to end off this episode, Neil, we recapped, uh, what, we learned from the podcast of 2022, but what, who are the winners and losers of the economy of 2022? Ooh, 2022. Okay. Uh, winners and losers. Uh, there's a number of different areas. I mean, we, you can get into, uh, you know, the economy because when you say the economy, th there's a lot of different factors, right? Like, uh, as we know, there's the, the war in Ukraine and all of these things, and they all have impacts on the economy. The biggest loser, for 2022 is going to, as we see, was going to be tech business. Techno lost huge in in 2022. Um, tech across the board was down massively. I we're going to continue to see that. Uh, we can talk about this in 2023, but 2022 tech lost huge. Every, anybody that was watching Facebook, all of these kind of things, huge losses. The other the other big one. Obviously, being being in real estate myself, uh, people lost huge when it came to real estate because they started as as interest rates started coming up. It, you know, why I've been telling people for a couple of years, hey, look, this is coming. They're going to raise interest rates, and and people, it's it's a mass psychology. People were still buying, and people that were buying at the top of the top. In 2022, February, they were still buying and paying these insane prices over asking. And, and then some of those people, we're seeing it still right now. They're not able to close on those properties. We saw it later on in the year where people were, the when the appraisals were coming in, they were coming in $300,000 under the offer price. And the banks weren't willing to give them the, the, the money to to be able to pay for that so people were getting killed and uh unfortunately we haven't even seen the full extent of it so in 2022 i would say big losers um were people that and this is just the beginning of it people that bought at the height of the height of the uh the frenzy in housing and uh but massively was uh was the tech world so, so uh, those are the those are the losers. Who are the winners? Oh, twenty twenty two, twenty twenty two. Anyone who uh, locked in on their mortgage at the beginning of the year and um, for the next five years or something like that, <laughs> they're big winners because they're going to have ultra low interest rates for the next five years, and hopefully they take that time to get their finances in order, that kind of stuff. Um, Anyone that um, that limited their liabilities. Hmm. This was a big one. We, uh, I mean, you heard me talking about it a lot last year, telling people cut where you can get your house in order. 
everybody, including those tech companies, were cutting wherever they could to increase their burn, uh, to lower their burn rate, which gives you more runway. And what do I mean by that? If you've got a certain amount of cash that's getting used up every month, this is what you've got. And you're not able to increase your income exponentially. Then you want to lower your liabilities, the things that are taking money out of your pocket so that no matter what happens along the way, you've got a reserve. And unfortunately, a lot of people didn't do that. You know, when, when there's good times, everyone just thinks good times are going to continue. And the winners are the people that realized, hey, we're, I think we're pretty close to the top of the market and there's, and it's probably coming down and started offloading. You know, we're, we're starting to see it in the automotive market where people mm -hmm. are, you, you know, people were paying exorbitant prices for used vehicles last year. And some people said, you know what, I'm going to stay out. Uh, I'll just, you know what, maybe I'll take a bus for a while. Maybe I'll keep the broken down vehicle that I've got. Uh, maybe I don't need the newest vehicle right now. And they held out of, of that market and continued on. And by avoiding the higher, by raising their liabilities, or in fact, sometimes lowering their liabilities, they're going to allow themselves to have more cash to kind of go through some of the economic storms that we've got coming up in 2023. So biggest, biggest losers are people that bought at the right time and biggest winners are people that bought at the right time. Uh, yeah, but not, not just because you can't always uh, just buy at the right time, but I'm going to call it the people that lowered their liabilities, gave themselves more runway. Okay. Yeah. That, that, People who uh, saw the the tidal wave coming and uh, yeah. perhaps uh, decided to move to higher ground. Yeah, it's not it's not just about timing and lock it. There's also strategy involved for for looking looking for what's expected, looking in the past or what's happened before, and looking at what's expected in the future. Yeah, ev everybody knows um, everybody knows that hard times are going to come. You, you're going there's going to be some challenging times in in the market in the economy there's going to be times where your income is lower there's going to be times when it's higher there's going to be times when expenses are increased anybody who's ever had a kid has watched their income you know look like it plummeted but in fact their expenses went through the roof and and so you you just know nine months from now we're going to have more expenses so let's save some money along the way Right. So that when that comes, you're ready for it. That's yep. that's just the reality. If you don't take that warning, then you're going to get hurt. And so one of the realities is people who have started to to do that, that are doing it right now, getting them getting their house in order, you know, um, they're going to be better prepared to handle some of what what's ahead. So those are the winners and losers of 22. Now, what are you expecting for 23? Oh, so this is predictions. I'm I'm doing predictions yeah. for 2023. Yeah, yeah. For uh, if we're if we're talking if we're talking about the, the same, let, let's just stay on the same uh, strain of thought with with real estate. So if if at the beginning of 22 rates were low and people bought at the right time and and locked in their rates, and then if people bought at the height and they can't, you know, their their house is being appraised for three hundred thousand dollars more than the or, or less than the than the bank will give them and uh, 
So for real estate starting now, uh, where rates are at now, and and for and at the end of 23, do you want to give a prediction for what what you what you'll be saying at the end of 23 for uh, for people that for the kind of conversation you just had about 22? Okay, yeah. Uh, let me say this: I'm not an economist, so I'm not going to speak from that from that lens. I'm also going to say I'm not a realtor, so I'm not going to speak from that end. What I am is uh, a licensed mortgage agent. Um, so I can speak from, from the finance side and I am a, an investor, a real estate investor. So I can speak from those angles, personal opinion. And what I would say for 2023 with regards to real estate specifically, I think we are looking at one of the greatest opportunities in easily the last 10 years. And I don't know how great it'll be. But I'll say this, I'm already seeing the opportunities coming up. And and that being that there's a reality. One person's opp opportunity is usually another person's downfall. That That's part of the, the hard, cold reality of it. It means that somebody's getting burned out of the market and, and they're having to uh, offload a property. Now, sometimes people bring it on themselves. But that is a reality. Usually, unfortunately, usually somebody's losing to some degree. But that doesn't mean that they feel like they're losing. Sometimes you can still come in there and you're actually helping them out. You're actually uh, saving them in certain situations. I, th this is literally what we do in private lending all the time, where we come in and we're, we're lending money to people that perhaps the bank is not willing to lend them. And we are seeing that massively right now. The banks have tightened up their lending policies. And so as a result, people are willing to pay us more money to borrow money. And, and so as a result in, in lending, uh, hard money lending, private mortgages, uh, we are seeing great, great returns in that area because there isn't the, uh, there just isn't the availability of cash. And so, so now on the other side with acquisitions, there's lots of opportunities because there are people that quite frankly did not lock in their mortgages. And, um, and so as a result, they need to offload it. And so if you're creative, if you know some of these strategies of how to organize a deal, then you're going to be able to uh, acquire a lot of properties this year. So real estate, without a doubt, is, I think, is going to be a biggest loser for 2023. But real estate investors uh, could be some of the biggest winners. That That's my prediction of 2023. And um, I do want to say, though, uh, the other the other winners in 2023 are going to be, again, as we mentioned, the people that um, that did actually cut their budgets down, did kind of shed some of those liabilities because they're going to be in a better position to weather the storm. And I say that because maybe not everybody's looking to invest in properties and all of these kind of things, but you can still be a big winner just by having done that and surviving out the uh, this period of time. Okay, very cool. So um, that is uh, the the prediction for real estate for for twenty three. Uh, any other sectors of the market that you want to put your prediction to? Yeah, do you think, do you think um, tech tech will have a bounce back? Do you think Meta will be worse at at the end of this year than they were 
think the same thing will happen to, to them. Tech. This is going to be an interesting year for tech. The reason I say that is because most people know about uh, chat GPT. That is so disrupting the market right now. It is crazy. Um, it is it is setting the world on fire. Uh, I is believe for, for people don't know that people that don't know, just tell them what chat, chat GPT is and then, and then yeah. uh, how is it disrupting the market? Yeah. So, uh, you know, for those of you that don't know, chat GPT is um, for people that are familiar with artificial intelligence. So this is basically a artificial intelligent app that um, that's been created by open AI and you can ask it all sorts of questions. They've given it a whole bunch of information. They're trying to teach this algorithm, you know, how to learn, how to come up with answers, all this kind of stuff. And you think, okay, well, it's going to be pretty rudimentary. But when you go in and you actually try to ask it some questions, it can give you some really interesting answers. And so, so, so not so not only is it like Google where you type in a question and they'll give you the answer. It 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 will uh, it'll give you a, a specific answer to your question, not just send you to a website. And also, it can write things for you, right? So so not only searching for answers, but doing work for you, it, it it'll accomplish. Yes. Absolutely. Look, this this thing can write essays. This thing can write. Um, I, I asked it to, uh, to write me a one minute, uh, a script for a one minute video for social media talking about private lending. And it gave me a script with, uh, details about, uh, what pictures to put in, you know, it gave all the details for a one minute video and it just wrote it out in about four or five seconds. I and there to, was. I, I, I asked it to write a story about someone robbing a store and it wrote about a three minute story about some, some guy that, you know, went to rob a convenience store and it gives you all of the, uh, you know, it, it was a rainy night and the, the clerk uh, looked tired and he was on his last, he was on his last dollar and he, and it was like, it was like a very intriguing story. Right. And you just like, and so, so yes, for anybody that doesn't know what, what chat GPT is, it is, quite a game changer for uh, artificial intelligence and that kind of thing. So, so how is it changing the market now? Well, to understand one thing quickly about, about what information it has, it's got a set of information that's been given to it, but it's not currently accessing all of the web and, and current data and current statistics, all of this kind of stuff. Once it's able to get that kind of information, it'll be able to, it'll be able to give you everything. But right now, it's not at that point. Uh, right now, it's been given, uh, I believe, stuff back to 2021. And and so it can still give you some statistics. And, you know, you, you ask it questions about the Bible. It can answer questions about the Bible, all sorts of things. So how is that disruptive to the market? You just mentioned it. If people were used to going to Google to try to find an answer, you can you can go in here and ask a question. It's going to give you the answer rather than 600 million different links where you might find the answer. Or you have to go reading through an article just to find the one sentence that answers your question. That's right. Yeah. It's going to give you that right there. Now, here's the thing. You still have to do some research. 
you, you take that and then you go, okay, well, what do I need to find out on top of that? Right. It, it's giving you an answer. And maybe you need to go more in depth to get that. And maybe if the question is you're trying to understand how to fix something and you need a visual, well, it's not going to bring up a YouTube video, but now you can go, oh, this is what I'm trying to find out. And you can go look for that YouTube video specifically or something along those lines. But that little piece, you can ask it for a recipe. And rather than having to go through 600 million different recipes, because we know that most people, when they go into Google and search for a certain type of recipe, you usually just pick the first one that's not an ad is what most people do. You skip over the ads, go to the first one that's not an ad. Okay, that's the one I'm going to go to, maybe the second or the third. That's about it for most people. So whereas now ChatGPT will actually give you a recipe right there based on the things that you ask for it. And you can change the, you know, I asked it to uh, give me a broccoli soup recipe and it gave me a recipe. And then I corrected it and said, no, no, actually, uh, make it uh, low carb, and then it edited the recipe. Then I said, with no sugar, and then it edited the recipe again. Wow. All of this inside of 20 seconds? Three edits, yeah. 20 seconds, there you have it. So so what does that mean? A again, back for the, for the economy, for the tech sector, it means that if Google doesn't get its game together, if... And, and be able to provide something like this, yeah. then their search bar is going to be gone. Just yeah. like they destroyed Netscape. I think that I can't even remember who those guys were. I, I think yeah, they were the other a, a ones. Dozen other a, dozen, a dozen other search engines that, that tried yeah. to compete and, and Google came out on top because they were the, they were the best one, right? They had the, the best yeah. tech and they, the best design and, they were the best curator of yeah. those links, right? right? And so people found them the most valuable. And, and so people have continued to go to them. And because Google has continued to learn so much so that you can start to type in a question and it will all automatically fill in the question thinking that this is what you're going to ask. And it their algorithm can actually learn so that what's the next question you're going to ask, you start typing in, it already knows. But that is not anywhere close to where ChatGPT is. So, so all of a sudden, this is going to be able to get, you want to write an email? It'll write an email for you. You tell it what you want it to write about. It'll do that for you. you in four you know, seconds. For, in four seconds, <laughs> yeah. You type in, write, write, write me an email about uh, how to tell somebody that they're not doing well at their job. <laughs> in four seconds, it'll give you a, done. A, a, done. difficult things to say, right? And actually how to communicate these things. So, uh, yeah. so yes, I do see what you mean where that's how it's disrupting the market is that why would people, if, if you have to go to Google and you have a question and you go to Google and it gives you 6 million websites and, and you really only look at the first two or three, just because those ones happen, you know, are paying to be there, right? Um, or you go here and ask a question and it actually gives you an answer it doesn't just send you to a website like yeah. so you don't have to go searching through six million websites or, or you don't have to and, go through the ads uh, it's the answer is just right there like it, yeah it's wild and i don't know about you i hate the the ads there yeah. like it's of course it's like okay it's an annoyance every time okay they're yeah. trying to sell me that 
let me get the information that people have already provided. You know, mm -hmm. go back to sticking the ads on the side uh, and let me choose them if I want them, right? But no, they make you skip over them, right? So it there is something there to, if I don't want that, I get to have my privacy and go get that information myself without being uh, inundated with five different sponsored ads um, and before I can get my information. The other piece is, and this is something for a longer conversation, is it is also a massive social disruptor because that algorithm, that AI is figuring out what kind of answer you want and that when you take that answer that the person that the ai the person i just can't believe i just said the person that what the ai gives you if you just take that do you really understand what what the motives are behind it mm -hmm. do you know if it's if it's left-leaning if it's right-leaning if it uh believes in god doesn't believe in god any you know what from what parameters is it giving you this answer that yeah. you're about to take mm -hmm. now you and i might have the ability to discern and go okay let me do some more research for younger people for young kids that go in and start using this they are going to take it for what it says whatever information it gives they'll take they'll take it. And so socially, this could be really disruptive. It'd be like taking from a source that you think is impartial, that you think is giving you the truth. And, and you and I can understand that it's just taking from the information that it's found. But uh, especially for young kids or people that aren't that discerning, it, it's going to be a real social disruptor in that way that, uh, you know, I don't think we've ever been able to see before. I mean, social media is already doing it. Mm -hmm. and Drastically. And yeah. now it's chat more and more, is, yeah. more and more complicated, more and more integrated into our lives, right? And, and uh, now here's and, one, and, one thing I want to say about the economy. Uh, with, with It's yeah. not just the tech companies. Mm -hmm. Anybody, you, you can ask it legal questions and it can give you answers. You, you can ask it accounting questions. You can ask it questions that you would have historically gone to a professional to get, you know, copywriting, you know, for marketing ads. You can Seriously, ask oh it for all of these things. Yeah, this that's true, actually. That's another market changer drastically is Fiverr and Upwork. All the freelancers. Yeah. Yes. There are hundreds of thousands of freelancers that make a living off of copywriting uh and and script writing and things like that they're not needed anymore you pay them if, 70 dollars to do that or you pay this six cents right if if you are in those types of fields and you're not already utilizing chat gpt you are done you're you're over with like it or, it is going to be such a disruptor yeah, or people don't need you to utilize it. They'll utilize it themselves, right? Like, that, there's no need yeah. for, like, that's so, yes, yeah, so freelancers and copywriters should be doing that. But, man, if, if uh, why, they're, they're just, they're going to have to find a new gig. That's, that's uh, yeah, I didn't even think of that one.
Yeah, well, it's it's a huge dis- disruptor that way, right? With with regards to those spaces that would have historically had the lockdown on that information. But this comes back to what we were talking about earlier with regards to building relationships. I'll tell you a great story that I that I heard, um, and and it was about business. And uh, there's this woman that walks into the store, and instead of the dad being at the store, the son is there. And the son, uh, the woman comes up and asks for the dad, and and the son says, oh, dad's not in. He's going to be coming in a couple of hours. And the uh, the woman says, okay, uh, I'll wait. And, she, and the son says, well, look, hey, I can help you. And she says, no, I'll wait. And he says, are you sure? I Like, I can help you with with what it is and she was, she says no i'm, I'm going to wait for your dad she waits 2 hours when the dad comes in he what what was the problem she needed a new cell phone battery he got her the new cell phone battery sold it to her she was out of there in 5 minutes and and the son's like dad why why wouldn't i could have done that why wouldn't she just come to me and the dad says because she cares about our relationship. She cares about how, as a businessman's son, I want you to learn this. She cares about how I make her feel because I take care of her. And so mm-hmm. it, it's something for each of us to learn. If you're not building relationships, if you're not building your brand, then these types of innovative forces are going to render you obsolete. And and so for someone that's a copywriter that uh, or Fiverr, Upwork, if you've built a relationship with some of your clients, remember, I said 20, if you've built those relationships, they won't care what these things can do for them. They will come back to you and pay you more because of that relationship. They'd rather do that because they know you're going to take care of them and their needs and they don't care what what other things are out there. Okay, well, that's a uh, there's there's some predictions for 23. Uh, we got to say winners and losers for 22, um, and at the end of 23, we get to see if uh, we're right or wrong. Love it. Yeah, awesome. We should we should actually ask some of uh, some of the guests on the show uh, that are coming up. We should ask them some of their predictions for 2023 in their fields. Okay. Well, may, maybe we'll do that. So, <laughs> um, all right. So we'll end that one here. Uh, end us off, Neil. Oh, guys, thank you for being with us in 2022. We've got great things lined up for 2023. Uh, You're going to, unfortunately, or fortunately, you're going to get to hear more of my thoughts on uh, on the economy, on real estate investing uh, in in 2023. We're going to really try to blow it out for you. And uh, as always, I want your feedback. Please let us know some of the people that you're looking for. And uh, please ask you to share and like and share with uh, people out there because we love bringing you this content and we are seeing more and more people on a day by day basis, uh, you know, joining, uh, joining on, signing up, downloads, all of that kind of stuff. And you want the knowledge, you want to shortcut your road to wealth. Well, that's what we do here on Leadership to Wealth. Guys, uh, for my producer, Wyatt Hammond and Cass Flex, and uh, me, your host, Neil D'Souza, this is the Leadership to Wealth podcast, and we're going to see you in 2023.